Hello, welcome back to Girls Gone Healthy. On today's episode, I bring on my friend Kelly, and it's a really great conversation because it's all centered around intuition, behaviors, and emotion. And it's talking about how a lot of the times we've spent so long covering up our intuition and not listening to it that our emotions will take over or we don't know what to do when we are feeling certain ways. And so she relates everything back to self-care and how this will actually help you act without letting your emotions get in the way, how you can sit in stillness, feel your emotions, all of that. It's a really great episode. I think that you're going to get a lot out of it. But right before we jump in, I did want to remind you that all of these guest interviews, they are live streamed right into our Facebook group. So if you want to watch this with video or you want a sneak peek or you want to ask the guest any questions as we're recording, you're going to want to join this Facebook group. So the link is right down in the show notes below. So go click it now, request to join. I would love to have you there. And I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Hey guys, today we are joined by Kelly Hogue and she's the founder of Root to Rise. She empowers men and women to become their authentic, intuitive leaders of their lives using spiritual alignment and practical habits. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me today. I know that a lot of times you talk about intuition, which is becoming more of a trendy word. I hear it all the time. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about intuition and like what it means to be following your intuition versus outside of your intuition. Yeah. So intuition is something that we are typically born having a really strong intuitive muscle. And I always think about it as a muscle and, you know, we know the kids that we want to play with or don't play with at the playground, but our teachers are like, be nice and play with everyone. Or we know that we don't want to eat broccoli or or we want to, you know, stay up later. We're not tired yet or whatever it is. And as we get older with conditioning and society and all these constructs, our intuition gets quieted and gets weakened and we have to, as adults, then really learn and unlearn how to reconnect to it. And so it comes down really to those, those inner pings that we have that we don't often follow. And we go in that herd and pack mentality and think about all the things that we should be doing or shouldn't be doing. And we get inundated with shoulds all day long from Instagram, from the news, from our peers who are doing all these things that may work great for them. And then we try it because we feel like we should. And that gets us further and further away from our intuition and and why that's such a big deal is because our intuition is this inner compass that's keeping us on track and alignment with what's meant for us. So if we are making choices based on shoulds and making choices based on other people's expectations or outside influences or environment, whatever it might be, we're taking ourselves out of alignment and we're really weakening our intuition and and weakening our our inner self-trust. And then we end up feeling burnt out and feeling like we're in a career that we don't like and our relationships aren't working and we, you know, have a bad relationship with our body. And that all comes down to having a weak intuitive muscle. Yes. No, I've definitely felt that before, you know, all these shoulds and especially in a space like health and fitness, right? It's like you never feel like what you're doing is enough or you don't feel like what you're doing is right. And you're always second guessing yourself when you're surrounded by all these should be doings. Yeah. Second guessing ourselves. Self-doubt is a big one, a big one, which is why intuition and and self-trust go so hand in hand. And then are ultimately the foundation for self-love. We really can't have self-love, unconditional self-love without self-trust, right? You can't trust fully and also you know be able to have the full spectrum of love like oftentimes 
we love parts of ourselves. We love our, ourselves when we're working out and we're really proud of ourselves for like choosing the salad over the burger or whatever it is. But then what about the part of us that's feeling anxious or, you know, is feeling lonely or is feeling like, oh, I'm doing all the right things and I still don't love my body all the way. There's all these conflicting angel and devil pieces of us. And when we are able to build our self-trust and straight through intuition, the choices that we make are choices that are our own. So they're inherently feeling better and feeling, feeling more aligned, even if the answer is not obvious, or even if that, you know, path isn't clear immediately, it ultimately will be. And I know I'm speaking a bit vaguely right now, but I've, I've been through all these things myself. I mean, I had multiple eating disorders and I was using exercise as punishment. And I felt like I should be meditating every morning and I should be shouldn't have coffee. I should have apple cider vinegar with warm water and lemon. And I should be yada, yada, yada. And it drove me insane. Like truly I was orthorexic and I was um, binge eating and I was exercising two and a half hours a day and driving myself crazy. And, and at the end of the day, I was absolutely hating myself and hating my body and really suppressing all of the emotions that I didn't want to feel and hiding parts of myself. So there was not a lot of trust, not a lot of love, not a lot of intuitive guidance there. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like you were working out every single day, caring about what you ate, like doing all this stuff and you still felt like you should be doing more. You're like, well, I haven't meditated. Well, I haven't done this. Like you still felt that pressure. Yeah. And that's the thing about shoulds. There's always going to be something we're not doing that someone else is telling us we should be doing, that an article is telling us we should be doing, that whatever. There's always going to be something. So when we self strengthen our self-trust and our intuition, we're able to say, actually, I'm good. I don't need that. Or, okay, maybe there's room to, to try that and experiment, but not have an attachment to the outcome or attachment to the expectation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. So you had kind of mentioned that your own journey was like this roller coaster of up and downs. How did you start paying attention more to your intuition? What did that look like for you? Mm, yeah. Well, like I said, I went through a lot of food stuff, a lot of body stuff exercise stuff. And it was driving me insane. And this is when I was first starting my business too. So like, what a fraud, right? I'm going through all these things that I'm supposed to be helping my clients through. And I had to step back and say, okay, if I'm going to help people from a place of really holistic health. And at that time it, it was less about the, my focus was less about self-trust and more about habits. And I was thinking, what habits do I have in my life that make me feel really good? not many. Most of my habits are very forced and are, are to get a, an end result of like being, having a six pack or like being the best version of a health coach should be. It wasn't for me. So once I realized that, and once I said like, is counting calories getting anywhere? And is like these crazy intense workout regimens that I'm following getting me to where I want to be. Like I've been doing them for a while. I still don't love myself. And that was a light switch. Like my relationship with me is not my priority and it needs to be. And so once I switched that entire mentality to being like, how do I foster my relationship with myself and how do I build myself love above all else? That's when I was able to, to really open the door and a line of communication between my mind and my body and my soul and, and focusing on, okay, what do I need? Like, what does Kelly need? Letting go, let go of all the shoulds, let go of all expectations, focus on you. And that was really helpful to just shift, switch the script and be like, I, I need to just 
work on me. I don't care about my relationships with anything else, with my gym membership I can't afford, with my green smoothie. Like, what is my relationship with me? It's an awesome realization that you came to also because you were doing these things because you felt like that was going to make you the best coach, the best health coach, but it was actually not you. And then when you put the focus back on yourself, that's how you would end up there, not these other things that other people were doing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And once I started to really follow myself and what I needed, and I I literally will wake up in the morning and pause and say, okay, what do I need right now? And sometimes I need to sleep five more minutes, or sometimes I need to breathe or move or drink water, whatever it might be. But allowing my day to start with that intuitive guidance has been so helpful. And it's really also shifted my business and what I help my clients through because I used to do like such BS. I was, I was talking to my friend the other day, something popped up on my Facebook and it reminded me that I had a Facebook group of a seven day sugar cleanse. That was something that I did when I first started my business. I eat sugar every single day. Never in a million years would I give up sugar. Like that was just so out of alignment for me. You know, it was me following shoulds. It was me following shoulds of what other people in my world were doing or what my schooling said I should do or whatever it was like get quick money or build my email list. I don't know what it was, but it was just not me. And so once I was able to reconnect with me and like I said, really foster that relationship and love myself for all parts of me. Now I get to do really fun stuff that lights me up that I'm not the orange shoulds at all. And might seem like a completely wacky business strategy or might seem spur the moment or whatever it is, but it's for me. And I think that that radiates that it makes me more magnetic for my clients because I'm just putting out what feels good to me. And, and then that allows me to be magnetic to the people who resonate with that and want to come work with me. Oh yeah. It radiates. I feel it from here. (laughs) I love it. But I was wondering, are there any tools or anything that you give your clients who come to you that are struggling maybe with even finding what their intuition is? Cause they've spent years doing what they should be doing. They don't even know what to look for. So a really accessible practice is there's a few, but we operate from our neck up at a million miles per hour. Cause that's just how our society is designed. And we wake up and we're on our phones and we're scrolling and we make breakfast or coffee and we're going and we're checking emails while we're doing it and putting on music and watching the news and going, 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 and then work stops and we're back on the phone. And until we go to sleep, it's like nonstop. So in order to even get in touch with that communication between our neck up, which is how we operate, we're always analyzing and strategizing and planning to to connect our minds who are doing that to our body who wants to go a little bit slowly. And is that more intuitive, like feminine part of us, we need to find stillness. And a lot of us are scared of that. I was really scared of that. I was really scared to be alone. I was really scared to be in quiet. So to make it accessible, it doesn't have to be a 20 minute meditation practice nobody needs to meditate, but instead just thinking about if I take a moment here, if I'm feeling particularly anxious or overwhelmed or stressed, let me slow down and let me just take a breath. Have I, and when you're sitting there like, wow, when was the last time I did this? And not even having any judgment around that, but just acknowledging like, and being here feels so good. Like I needed this breath. And then starting to build that up to maybe it becomes a minute long of breath and maybe putting your hands on your body and feeling like, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed right now. Where in my body do I feel this? Is it my gut, my chest? I'm seeing like, okay, I feel this overwhelm and anxiety in my chest. What's happening here? 
Okay. I'm overwhelmed by, you know, all the emails I have and all the work that I feel behind on. It's okay. I see you and I accept you and I'm shining light on you right now. We're in this together. I love you. And then taking a step from there because often we're like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm stressed, but it's all good. I'm going to get this done and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to work out later and it'll be great. And I'm so grateful. You know, it's a beautiful day. And we're just mindsetting ourselves into a loop. We're not allowing ourselves to slow down and connect and, and actually experience and feel the emotion that's there. And, uh, by experiencing the emotion, we're able to observe it for what it really is. And that's helping to strengthen our, our intuition and get in touch with our, with our bodies on a deeper level. No, I definitely know what you mean of that, like, I'm almost afraid to be still, right? Like, we're afraid to sit with that emotion. Because I remember, you know, I'm not someone that likes to sit and be still. I always feel like I have something to do. And when I first started going to cycling classes, this is like one or two years ago now, I remember like sitting in this room and I almost started like crying on the bike. Actually, I think I was crying on the bike. Oh, I've cried on many a spin bike. <laughs> yeah, but it was just like the first time that like, you know, I wasn't thinking of anything. So I was kind of like zoning out. I just had the music on and I was just there. And I was like, I don't know the last time that I did this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's you on a spin bike doing. Imagine like the impact of were laying on your bed in the middle of a day with the sun out 2 p.m. Like just laying on your bed. God forbid, right? <laughs> yeah. No, that's definitely super important. And I've never really notice that importance until now until you have to be like okay I'm gonna intentionally put time in for whatever I'm feeling like you don't know what you're gonna be feeling later in the day but if you already have that time set aside for it then that's how you can be true to yourself I love that yeah and it's also helpful to create space if you're feeling like this sense of overwhelm which we all experience really on probably a daily basis. If you're laying there and you've taken, you don't have to lay, you could sit, you could sit in your chair at your desk. It doesn't matter what you're doing, but just allowing yourself to slow down a little bit. And then like we said, those, those intuitive pings, how do you start to hear them? They're there. And we want to give them more of a voice give them like the megaphone that they deserve. Um, instead of like the teeny tiny microphone that they have right now. And Mel Robbins, I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she has a great, great practice of counting down and taking action. So when you're sitting there in that moment and thinking like, okay, I'm so overwhelmed right now. I don't know what the heck to cook for dinner. I don't like know which email to answer first. Take a breath, see that overwhelm for what it is, observe it. And a ping will come up when you ask yourself, okay, what do I need to do next? What do I want? What do I want? The answer will come to you. And then we, but the problem is, ourselves and our minds. Right. And it's going, okay, but do I really want to do that? And then I have to worry about the kids and I have to worry about my workout. What if I don't answer this email and yada, yada, you have to follow that ping. And the best way to do it is truly Mel Robbins technique, which is count down five, four, three, two, one, and take action, move, make a movement, get up and go do the thing that you, that your intuition told you to. And it's kind of like makes you, it forces you to just take action without questioning and without strengthening and reinforcing the self-doubt but to instead reinforce you following your intuition. Yes, the amount of times that I could have used this because like for instance, I, if after work, I'm like, you know what? I really want to work out. Like that's the thing that I really want to do. But then I'm like, oh, I have all these other things I need to do. I already have my to-do list. But then I sit there and I'm overwhelmed. And then like 30 minutes goes by. And I'm like, I could have finished something by then. I could have gone for a run by then. And it is that important part of taking action and stillness right like they go hand in hand of yes, I always say that yeah like if you spend a little bit more time being still then you can make that action instead of just being overwhelmed by emotion 
Yeah. It's what I call aligned action. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we all sat there laying on our bed, scrolling and you're like in your workout, you might even be in your workout clothes and you're like picking a workout, scrolling the apps of potential workouts, YouTube videos. And then you're like, okay, go into Instagram or go into Twitter, text your friend, FaceTime someone. And you look and you're like, I've been laying here in my workout clothes for 30 minutes. I could have been done and sweaty and showered by now. Cause there's this back and forth of like, mm, let me scroll the thing. And let me, and do I really want to do this? And what, well, what am I going to cook afterwards? It's like so much energy gets depleted when people come to me and they're like, I don't have time or yada, yada. It's like, no, you do. There's all these energy leaks that you might not even be aware of, but that's, that's a perfect one is that the angel and devil on our shoulder and constantly dragging us. And the only way to mediate that situation is to listen to our intuition and take action on it. Like you said, yeah, the stillness leads to action. Yeah, no, I love that so much. I've loved this whole conversation. Is there any one last piece of advice that you'd love to leave everyone with? Well, my biggest thing is, is accessibility and sustainability. So in order to make these, all what we talked about accessible and sustainable, I really want to make sure it's clear that you, you don't, when we're talking about slowing down and finding stillness, it doesn't have to be an intimidating practice where every single morning you get on your meditation pillow and you, you know, do 20 minutes of silence. It really truly can be in the moment, just putting your hands on your body, taking one deep inhale and exhale that alone can go so, so, so far. And we all have the time to do it. So taking that deep inhale and exhale, and it'll get bigger and it'll get longer. It'll get more clear, but starting there, that's like the best place to start. If you're feeling like, oh, I don't want to meditate. It scares me. Yeah. Start with one breath. Yeah. No, because I love what you said, right? If that works for you, then it just builds from there and everyone can commit to just one breath today as they're listening to this even. So thank you so much for sharing. I know that I definitely have some huge takeaways from today's episode. Can you let everyone know where to find you and follow you? All of that? Yes. Yes. My, my website is root to rise health.com. And my Instagram is the same. It's at root to rise health and check in with me over there and send me, send me a, a ping and always happy to chat. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor and take a screenshot right now and post it on your Instagram story. You can tag me at girls gone healthy podcast at girls gone healthy podcast come say hi come say what's up i'd love to connect with you and this would help support me to continue bringing you free content see you next time this podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com